With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to The Missing Report. I am Tim here today with Lance. Lance, how are you today? It's going to test that out with the uh, audience. Doesn't it feel like that needs to happen? Maybe not. Maybe not after <laughs> I just did that. I feel like it fell flat. So would appreciate some feedback on that. But um, <laughs> hey, it's good to be here. going to be talking about some of the more recent developments in true crime in the news. We'll present to you the report, the missing report. So that feels pretty good. Hope everyone's uh, doing well, feeling healthy. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks a lot for asking today. Very happy to be back on the missing report. We took a week off uh, last week. And uh, so we're back here and we're recording this on Tuesday, September 13th. Before we get into it, I want to just mention our missing premium show And you can find that at missing.supportingcast.fm. And you can even use promo code MISSING for a free month. And that is Missing Premium. You'll get every single episode of what we do, our show here, Missing, ad-free. You'll also get our bonus show called Hidden Opinions, which is a weekly bonus show where we speak a little bit more enthusiastically or uh, emotionally about some of the cases that we cover. And we certainly did that last week when we spoke about the disappearance of Alicia Markovich. Yes, we use a lot of descriptors when we talk about our attitude during the Missing Hidden Opinions show. We've used passionate, we've used emotional, we've used animated. Um, It's like we bring more heat to this conversation with these opinions because sometimes you just can't let it go. Especially in Alicia Markovich's case, awful circumstances that she disappeared under, but she was raised by a set of parents. The father married her mother when she was 13 and he was 20. And that right off the bat, is just something that got us fired up. So 
definitely something to tune into the missing hidden opinions episode on Alicia Markovich and also listen to the public feed episodes as well. If you want the, uh, if you want the ads, if not, then you can get those two on the uh, subscription service. But uh, it's not like I want more of those stories, but it felt good to get that off the chest. Alicia Markovich was 15 years old when she went missing on April 26th, 1987 from Blairsville, Pennsylvania, where she was with her dad. Uh, she'd be about 50 years old today, but again, she was only 15 years old when she went missing in 1987. She's 5'2", 120 pounds, and if you have any information, you can call the Pennsylvania State Police at 724 8 323288. And we'll tell you a little bit more about that case and our coverage. But first, Lance, we want to let everybody know that we are attending Obsessed Fest coming up in Columbus, Ohio at the end of September and beginning of October 2022. Cannot wait. It's going to be a good time, and we're super excited because we will be premiering a preview and talking in depth about our new show, Dark Valley, which we are producing along with Jennifer Amell. It is about the Connecticut River Valley killings that took place between 1978 and 1988. That is set to premiere in the springtime of 2023, and we have been working very closely with the last known survivor, Jane Borowski. She was stabbed 27 times. She was seven months pregnant. Herself and her daughter survived and survived to the point where Jane is a grandmother. So three generations in have survived this attack, this brutal attack. We're very excited about this series, and that's going to be fun. Saturday, October 1st at 1245 in Columbus, Ohio. So hopefully we will see some of you there. Yeah, definitely hope to see you there at Obsessed Fest, Patrick Hines and uh, the rest of the team at the Obsessed Network and uh, Jillian from True Crime Obsessed. They're going to make this festival incredible. I am sure of it. Uh, I can't wait. And get your tickets for Obsessed Fest at ObsessedNetwork.com. But Lance, you just returned from a different crime expo. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure did. That was the Savannah Crime Expo. That took place over the weekend. It was incredible. It was a intimate true crime expo. So there were a lot of really great speakers. The crowd in attendance was very passionate. And the organizer, shout out to Rachel Bell. She did a great job basically independently putting this thing together. Uh, it's quite an endeavor. And I... Yeah, really look forward to uh, checking it out next year if they plan on continuing this. But there were speakers like Henry Lee, Laura Petler. They gave some great presentations, and it was really cool to hang out with Jason from Santa Maybe a Criminal, Dr. Shiloh from LA Not So Confidential, Bill and Kristen Dilly from Mind Over Murder ended the entire event with this remarkable panel that Kristen expertly hosted. And when she got down off the stage, she came over to me and she was like shaking with fear. And she was like, did it, did, was it totally obvious that I was terrified? And I, and I was like, no, actually, when you started, I was blown away by how smooth it was. And she did such a great job. So if you're uh, commenting on any of their videos or anything uh, publicly on YouTube, just give her a shout out. She did such a great job on there at the panel guiding Bill and this woman, Joyce, she is the sister of Keith Call, who was one of the victims of the Colonial Parkway murders. 
And to have her there with Bill Thomas, who, of course, is the brother of Kathleen Thomas, another victim, the first victim of the Colonial Parkway murders. Amazing. It was an amazing panel, amazing way to wrap up the event. And Bill got fired up. And it's always pretty cool to see Bill fired up about the FBI, about the investigation. He didn't even need a mic at one point. Well, good. Yeah, he's got that Irish temper and that definitely... uh carries over um in intensity at times where he's talking about his sister's case and you can't blame him he's got no problem asking you to hold his chewed gum as well (laughs) so check out the mind over murder podcast that's hosted by bill thomas and Kristen dilly check it out at mindovermurderpodcast.com and Lance, a couple of weeks ago, we did our last episode of The Missing Report. We talked a little bit about the murder trial of Chris Dawson that was much bigger news in Australia than it was here in the States. And one quick correction on what I think is a misspeak uh, I made last time when speaking about Lynette Dawson. I think I said she was 16 when she went missing. They were 16 when they met, and she was 33 when she went missing. And uh, thanks to the few people who reached out via social media about that one. And there's a comment here on our last video from Nina, who says the murder trial of Chris Dawson was huge news. And honestly, if it wasn't for the investigative journalist, Healy Thomas and his 20 year pursuit of this murderer, I don't think there ever would have been justice, uh, which is pretty remarkable. And uh, Amy D says, thanks for the shout out, guys. Your hard work is greatly appreciated. Thank you very much, Amy and Nina, for those comments. We love the good comments. We love the critical comments, too. So if there's anything that's productive, again, we've been saying this a lot lately. If you think that something could be done better, please let us know. But nicely. And Lance, just last week we aired our second episode about the disappearance of Alicia Bernice Markovich. And we spoke with Lori, who was a childhood friend of Alicia's and her and her friends have been working on this case on trying to help get justice for Alicia for decades now. Yes. Big shout out to Lori for joining us and having the courage to start her own independent investigation without really having a lot to go on. And she was Alicia's one of Alicia's really good friends at the time. And it's always a privilege for us to have individuals on the show who are so closely connected to a missing person and they can speak about them, not even from an investigative standpoint, but from an emotional standpoint, what it was like hanging out with this person, really identifying them as a human being and somebody who deserves to have some answers. And anything that we can do to help Lori, we're here for. If she has any more information, of course, this platform is always open. And it feels like a lot of people who are following this are very supportive Overall, and that's great. Yeah, absolutely. And as we record this, only one of these episodes has been published. Um, And so we do have some comments from that video on YouTube. And again, this is where some of the comments end up. This isn't the only place to leave comments. You can do that on all of our social media pages. That's at Missing CSM. But Nina here says, Lance, your Hidden Opinions episode comment about 17-year-olds in your sister's yearbook having receding hairlines stopped me in my tracks and made me laugh a lot. 
The sad thing is you are exactly right. <laughs> yes, well, Nina, I do have these yearbooks here that are just at the ready for me to look at any time. It's very random. I have two yearbooks, one from 1986 and one from 1987. But yeah, thank you for identifying that. It is a, a phenomenon that needs some answers. Lilith's Basement here says, thank you for covering Alicia's story. Thank you, Lilith, for listening. I'm personally, I'm a fan of Missy Chan 63's comment. She says 16 views and only two likes. And that has increased significantly. So thank you, Missy. And she says, come on, people. I get so tired of seeing view counts that don't even begin to match the number of likes. I can't believe that all the other views are dislikes. So that means that people are just too lazy to hit the like button. And then um, our good friend Nina chimes in and says, couldn't agree more. Not to mention that this channel tries to help people rather than profit off of others' grief. So fantastic. Thank you. We could always use a little boost like that. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate those comments. And Missy Chan goes on and even says, you have to realize how much time and effort is put into these videos. The videos you get to watch for free, all capitals. Is it that hard to hit the thumbs up? <laughs> I really do appreciate that. Um, I, I wonder if some people who are watching or listening via YouTube uh, aren't signed in, and maybe that's why some of them can't hit the like button. But I agree. I think there should be more likes on these videos and more views as well. Spread the word, people. Transam Crazy Girl says, I think it's too bizarre that the car wasn't checked, especially the trunk, and it happened when Alicia disappeared. Think dad had something to hide. Maybe the child support was a motive. The car should have been searched with a fine-tooth comb along with his house, clothes, etc. Definitely agree with that. Yeah, love reading these theories that are just close enough to our personal beliefs because what we're working off of is a document that has pretty much strictly facts and there's no denying the fact that the dad married the mom when she was 13 and, and he was 20 so there's red flags there we've been doing this a little while and we know that those red flags are justified in scenarios like this and Alicia's case came to us by way of private investigations for the missing. And of course, that is the nonprofit that we are on the board of that was founded by Bruce Maitland, who is Brianna Maitland's father. Brianna Maitland went missing from Montgomery, Vermont in March of 2004. And Bruce has really organized this incredible nonprofit to help bring justice and awareness to some of these missing persons cases. And the researcher specifically who put this together for us is Kathleen Studer and the research department, the research arm of private investigations for the missing is organized and maintained by Jennifer Amell, who joins us in most of these conversations, including this one. And you can get more information on private investigations for the missing by going to investigationsforthemissing.org. And we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. 
Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Thanks to our sponsors, and now we're back to the program. And now, a story that we brought up a couple weeks ago. It's from Wagoner, South Carolina. There's an Aiken County woman named Crystal Anderson who has been missing, and it's going on a month. And uh, she's been missing since August 20th, and her family is very frustrated, and they've gotten very little response from law enforcement. And uh, Lance, I keep searching for updates in this case, and uh, there has not been any update yet. Nope, no updates in this case, and the family continues to just wonder where Crystal is. Mm. I just want to live with that for a moment. Mm-hmm. Live with that. Imagine your daughter or your mom just goes away, and long and and you're trying your best to uh, find this person. In the meantime, you see a bunch of other cases that hit the top of the Twitter feed or hit the top of the news cycle, and you keep wondering, well, what about Crystal? Where's where's the urgency there? So I wish that we could come on here and just give like a specific thing you could do to make it happen other than peacefully protest outside of City Hall. Yeah, I mean, I would say share. Share as much as possible about Crystal's case. She went missing on August 20th, 2022. She was living in Wagoner, South Carolina. She's 5'1", 120 pounds, African-American woman with long hair and green eyes. And she's a mom of four, Lance. And there yeah. is a $3,000 reward that's being offered. And uh, if you have any information, contact the Aiken County Sheriff's Office at 803-642-1761. And Crystal was last seen at her residence in Wagoner, South Carolina. And according to her family, Crystal and her boyfriend were arguing outside her home on Saturday night before she went missing. And Crystal's children heard her scream, but she never came back inside the home. And she hasn't been heard or seen since that. So, yeah, you mentioned urgency. There should be a lot of urgency for this case. 100%. And some of the articles that are written about this reference quotes from her sister, Shadira Smothers. So would love to get her on. Would love to get any representative of the family on. If we're talking about sharing this, we can get this on and we can process the episode so it gets out as soon as possible. But at this point, yeah, you're right. Share it on social. Try to get people to talk about it. And again, if anybody has any connection to a family advocate or to a family member themselves, we'd love to get in touch with them. Crystal's sister is very frustrated with law enforcement. There's a quote here from this article from WRDW from Shadira Smothers. She says, I don't know what proof of a missing person you need besides that person being missing. So I think they are frustrated in law enforcement updates, and really, again, that word urgency. Where's the urgency for Crystal? Okay, Lance, and now another case that we mentioned briefly the last time we did a missing report episode. It's about Eliza Fletcher, who went missing on Friday, September 2nd, in the early morning hours while she was out for a run, Lance. She went missing, and, and frankly, she was she was abducted and murdered. And uh, this was the kind of case that kind of hit the ground running because when it was announced that she was missing, it was already suspected that she had been abducted um, based on 
urgency of uh, surveillance video. Uh, there was a black SUV that was seen, and there was a, a man who forced her into that vehicle. Um, so by the time all that information was out there, she was already missing, and Eliza, unfortunately, was murdered by a man named Cleotha Henderson, also known as Cleotha Abston. So th- this guy, Lance, he-, he has been arrested, which is the good news, and he is uh, being held without bond, which is also good news, considering some of the recent stories we've covered here uh, recently. It's almost it's actually shocking how many cases uh, people get off on bond. They actually pay their bond, and then and we covered one a few weeks ago where the suspect was was at home and when he committed suicide. Um, well, at least that didn't happen in this case. So Cleotha Henderson is being held at this point, and he has a pretty lengthy criminal record. Yeah, his criminal career started when he was 11 years old. And his first rape charge was when he was 14. And remarkably, when he was 16 years old, he kidnapped a Memphis attorney who managed to escape the abduction. And he served 20 years of a 24-year sentence for that abduction when he was 16. And he had only been free for about a year when he abducted and murdered Eliza Fletcher down in Memphis. This is a a really terrifying story in that there's no connection to the the suspect and the victim here, um, which you know is pretty rare for uh, for a total stranger abduction murder scenario to take place. And I don't really know what to say about this next part that's in my head, but it is relevant to Memphis. There's been a few weeks in Memphis where. There's been a lot of violence, shootings, this. So I don't know exactly where I'm going with this other than I feel like that area is reaching a boiling point. And I think a lot of people should take care in the next few weeks because I personally don't want to read another story about a mass shooting that happened. And I feel like this is tipping in Memphis and something to counter that is what they did recently with finishing Eliza's run. So it was a great community grassroots effort, which wasn't sanctioned by the family or sanctioned by any sort of nonprofit. It was individuals getting together to do this because they thought it was the right thing. And it, it turned out to be the right thing. Those are the things that have to happen in a community to make sure that people heal and the anger doesn't turn into blind rage. Yeah. Great points, Lance. Yeah. Last Friday, September 9th at five twenty, um, a bunch of runners met up in the same area where Eliza was abducted from and they, they ran the let's finish Eliza's run was was what they called it and it was organized on facebook and you can see some pictures if you google it but um yeah it's pretty interesting to see a lot a lot of runners really a whole community of runners uh band together in this way i thought it was a pretty nice showing yeah and some people might be asking what good does that do it's a community that's coming together it's about the morale and maintaining a consistent attitude of helping one another 
and looking out for one another. And if if this happens with Eliza, this could turn into an annual event. Maybe some people will branch off and do their own thing. And it could tip out of the favor of career criminals who simply want to create chaos. And Cleotha was recently charged with a separate incident, a 2021 incident of aggravated rape, kidnapping, and unlawful possession of a weapon for a charge in September of 2021 that involved a completely different woman than Eliza Fletcher entirely. Now, from the reports that we read, the reason why Mr. Abstin was not charged immediately with that kidnapping and rape was because of the, quote, massive backlog in DNA testing of rape kits. Now, because this murder was committed and there was overwhelming evidence linking him to Eliza's murder, they rushed the DNA on her case to the top of the list, which was then matched with this other rape victim and connecting Mr. Abstin to her case as well. Now, on the surface, that is a very positive move made by law enforcement, but it's unfortunate that it had to take this to rush results for other rape kits or for particular rape kits. The original victim in that other one that we're talking about did not have her DNA rushed at all. So while, again, on the surface, this is a very positive thing, it, it helped to convict him, there's a massive backlog that just sits there until something like this happens. Yeah, Lance, this is... Um... This is tragic, and I, I don't understand why rape cases aren't rushed in the same way murder cases are. And I, I understand that that one uh, ends a life while uh, rape doesn't necessarily end a life. But if someone's out there raping people, that is only a matter of time um, until it, it leads to even more violence and Look, we we work with survivors and have spoken with with plenty of survivors of of violent acts and that's going to stick with anybody. Like for for that to just get pushed in the queue and not tested, not rushed. What the hell? And the article that we're referencing here in regards to the rape kit was from the New York Times. It was written by Margaret Renkel and the implication is that the backlog of DNA from these rape kits is primarily primarily consists of black women and that's where this line is being drawn that a murdered 35 year old white woman was the case that accelerated to the top in order to convict this black man yeah there's all sorts of problems here Lance I uh I don't know. I mean, I really... <laughs> You're not going to have an answer right now? <laughs> not going to have an answer for this one. I really uh, I really don't understand uh, this backlog. I don't understand it. It's hurting people. It's hurting victims. It's hurting victims disproportionately. I don't know. I don't know what needs to happen. We spoke about this uh, a couple episodes ago um, about a massive backlog in Mexico. I mean, there's a massive backlog in this country as well. It's It's all over the place. Forensics needs to catch up. No, you're right. Forensics does need to catch up, but we also need to start seeing these people as people and not just somebody from a marginalized community of lesser means. 
All right, Lance. And then we have a new episode that's coming out on Thursday on this same feed. It is about the disappearance of Linda Ann House. And this is another one that came to us by way of private investigations for the missing. And this is a case that Jennifer Amell researched. And Linda went missing in 1985, November 8th of 1985 from Dallas, Texas. She's a white female. She was born on October 1st, 1956, so she'd be about 65 today and was about 29 years old at the time of her disappearance, 5'9", 160 pounds. And I think the most tragic part of this is that Jen has been communicating with Linda's child, Christopher, and he has taken lead in trying to find some answers for his mom. And he's been doing it by really pulling on some heartstrings with some of his social media posts. And we get into that in the episode. Also, this episode, and I'm not joking, is full of a lot of Charles's and Charlie's and Chris's. So that's just a heads up when listening that we're not misspeaking. There are a lot of people with the same name in this episode. And we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsors. And now we're back to the program. And Lance, in a couple weeks, we'll be covering a case about the disappearance of Janice Ruth LaPlante, who was 49 years old when she went missing from Lincoln, Alabama. And that is another case that came to us by way of private investigations for the missing. She went missing in 2011 in July of 2011, and we will be speaking with John Fariso, who volunteers for private investigations for the missing, and he was a former investigator in the NYPD's missing person squad, so he is uh, totally legit in what he does and now how he's helping private investigations for the missing, and we will also be speaking with Janice's daughter, Tracy. That's incredible. I think anytime we have the opportunity to bring one of these investigators who volunteers their time and lends their expertise to any missing person story, I think the listeners really deserve to hear from them directly. We talk all the time about having researchers and investigators, and it's such a unique moment when you can have someone connect us with a family member, like in this situation, and come on to speak with us and them and see a lot of the process coming together. So definitely don't miss this one. Uh, John is a great person. He's a great investigator. He was a great cop. And we're just honored to have his services coming to us, to our humble little nonprofit, out of the good of his heart. Yeah, so check that one out. And Lance, on Crawl Space this week, we spoke with an author who's also former law enforcement. His name's John Madinger, and he wrote a book called Going Under, and that was all about going undercover, and that was a really interesting conversation, and he had quite the career in law enforcement. And much like uh, having someone like John Fariso on, it's always cool to have former law enforcement come on just to talk about where their life is at at this point. He went through so much. Mm. John Manager went through so much. He he's he dedicates the book going under. There's 
a dozen names in there and he starts off with an individual that uh, he kind of got emotional about when we asked him about this individual Jimmy Birdsong. So, yeah, stay tuned for that conversation. It's not the typical conversation from a former law enforcement who's talking about their exploits. There was there was some there was some emotion there. There was. Yeah, absolutely. And he's written some textbooks, too, which super impressive. So, uh, yeah, don't. Miss that episode on Crawl Space with author John Maddinger. And Tim, before we sign off on this missing report, I got to know if I have questions, hypothetically speaking, if I have questions like anything and I need to ask us that, is there a platform upon which I can do this? There really is, Lance. It's missing premium. Actually, we've been doing these Zoom calls and you can sign up at missing.supportingcast.fm and once a month, we'll invite all of our premium subscribers to hang out with us on a Zoom call and, you know, we call it an Ask Us Anything, but it's really a little bit of like a, a hang sesh uh, with with our friends who are the subscribers and if you want to hear us talk about any of the recent cases that we've covered that's an option. If you want to ask us questions about old cases that we've covered, that's your option too. You can do that. We'll answer whatever you ask. And once we have our next one scheduled, we will be emailing our subscribers so you can put that in your calendar. And we're going to try to do it at time frames that are good for both sides of the country through all the time zones. So something along the lines of 3 p.m. East Coast so that maybe people in the West Coast can join us during their lunch break. You can just fire up the Zoom, go on mute and just hang with us for a little while. And if you want to contribute, just chime in when you can but yeah i am so relieved to know that there is a platform that enables people to ask us whatever they want okay so check that out at missing.supportingcast.fm and thanks a lot for listening everybody we're we're gonna play a little bit of our latest ask us anything with our premium subscribers right here so it's only a few minute clip but we just wanted to uh put this at the end here of this missing report maybe entice you to sign up for next month's and a shout out to Nick and Devin who joined us. You'll be hearing from them in this clip. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening. We really appreciate it. Follow us on social media at Missing CSM. What about the Gabby Patino case? Do you think caused that to be such like a national and even international story? Um, I think it's missing white woman syndrome to, to, you know, some extent. So I think sometimes those cases spread like wildfire. It also happened with uh, Kylie Rodney a little bit just recently in the past few weeks. It kind of like caught like wildfire on social media, too, because there was an element of like web sleuthing involved, too. Like everybody was on the lookout. It was like kind of like a cultural moment. Yeah. And I think that one hit something instinctual in people with their relationship, the connection to her boyfriend. And uh, that one, it kind of seemed from afar, like pretty obvious right away what had happened. Um, and I think that can also uh, capture the imaginations of, um, you know, the culture. Just the idea of like your love, like Scott Peterson, for example, you know, like the, there's a million cases like this um, where it captures the... Uh, imaginations of the public because it's someone that was so close to the victim it's like somehow unbelievable yeah that's true weren't wasn't a uh, gabby tito and her boyfriend like on instagram reels or like tiktok or something 
yes to both. And I think she had a pretty big Instagram following. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then there were all these pieces she left for the last, you know, three weeks leading up to her disappearance that, you know, when you you mentioned the internet sleuths were all over. Oh my God. It's like a blockbuster in, uh, you know, real life. I mean, people write trash like that all the time. Right. And it's playing out in real time too. So the possibility Mm -hmm. that you might be the one to solve it is really uh, seductive in that scenario, right? Like I'm going to, watch uh, every video they posted. I'm going to look at every image that's posted to see if I can find clues. And then you get the updates from, you know, some of the shows out there that were releasing daily updates on it. But really, honestly, what Tim said, that's what started it. I mean, there's, we've never seen anything like that with a person of color. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.